Fridays from 6 to 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to The Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock on a busy Saturday evening of sport. The Republic of Ireland's currently in action over in Baku against Azerbaijan in the World Cup qualifiers. Ireland are leading more on that coming up. We reflect on Cork City last night. A big win for Cork City against Wexford, scoring four goals in the process. We'll hear from manager Colin Healy. Cove Ramblers manager Darren Murphy joins me live in studio for an in-depth discussion about his plans for the club and how he's getting on since taking over as manager just a couple of months ago. We'll also hear from the Munster camp ahead of their game against Scarlets tomorrow. Munster legend Tommaso Leary joins us to look ahead to that game as well between now and 7. We'll look ahead to Tyson Fury's big boxing match with Detonai Wilder Wilder tonight. Uh, That big title fight as well. All that plenty more coming between now and 7pm. Yeah, it's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 here on the Big Red Bench and we have a lot to chat about and we will start to just update you on that game over in Baku, the World Cup qualifiers. Stephen Kenny looking for um, his first win of the World Cup qualifiers and uh, looks to be on course that Ireland will get a victory away to Azerbaijan. And who else would have got the goals today for Ireland? <laughs> who's the man who's been the focus of all the attention during the week over not taking uh, a COVID vaccine? And he came out the press conference during the week and said he, he wasn't vaccinated and he's taken a lot of abuse and a lot of stick for that um, And uh, but he popped up today um, he might not have wanted to take a shot in the arm himself but he certainly has given Stephen Kenny's team a shot in the arm this afternoon I uh, couldn't resist that uh, Callum Robinson uh, has got two goals for the Republic of Ireland this evening it's half time now in Baku and it is Ireland leading Azerbaijan there by two goals to nil so uh, on course for victory there half time but um Ireland very much in control there and uh, fingers crossed it can be a good victory for Stephen Kenny's team here uh, Stephen Kenny needing some victories now to uh, to kind of just uh, just get a bit of confidence back in the Ireland camp really and get a, a bit of good feeling and a bit of um, you know like just, just kind of G things up a little bit because it has been a bad run for Stephen Kenny so far he's been quite unlucky in some games and uh, he's coming for quite a bit of criticism from certain quarters as well so it would be nice for him just to uh, just to get a win under his belt to uh, to kind of just shut some people up who've been criticising him as well, I think. But so far, so good for Stephen Kenny. Republic of Ireland 2, Azerbaijan nil is how it stands at the moment over in uh, Baku in Azerbaijan in that World Cup qualifier. Uh, plenty of other World Cup qualifiers on uh, this evening. A few of them underway. And uh, Scotland are actually in action at the moment as well. Halftime in Hampden Park for Scotland. And they trail Israel by two goals to one there. Uh, McGinn had, uh, John McGinn had given Scotland, um, uh, he did score an equal for Scotland against Israel there but um, then a penalty um, to, uh, to put um, uh, Israel back in the lead there so it is Israel 2 uh, Scotland 1 is how it stands there in that match at the moment uh, plenty of other games then on this evening as well and later on England will be hoping for a big victory they are away to Andorra uh, that's at 7.45 England are four points clear at the top of their group going into this match and um, you'd imagine they'll bang in quite a few goals whatever team Gareth Southgate starts with against um, Andorra this evening and uh, despite being four points clear at the top in a comfortable position Gareth Southgate says they're still committed to improving uh, game by game There's a definite understanding that we're close we're ranked well in the world that our results over a period of time have been consistent but we know that we ultimately want to go one step further than the summer 
Northern Ireland in action as well later on this evening. They face a crunch qualifier against Switzerland at 7.45. A win for Ian Bartloff's team would take them level on points with their opponents in the battle to finish second in Group C. So uh, Northern Ireland hoping for victory there as well. As we said, Scotland are trailing uh, Israel 2-1 at the break as well. And it is still Republic of Ireland 2, Azerbaijan nil at halftime. Elsewhere today, Wexford Youths. They are leading champions, P-Mount United, 1-0 approaching full-time in their FEI Cup Women's Semi-Final. Uh, We'll get you an update on that uh, very, very shortly as well. The winner of that tie will face Shelburne and the decider. Uh, Earlier on, a Noel Murray goal um, saw Shells beat Galway 1-0 at Tolga Park earlier on today. In rugby, Connacht trailing the Dragons 8 points to 6 in the United Rugby Championship. Jack Carthy with two penalties there for um, Andy Friend's side at the sports ground earlier on. Leinster beat Zebra 43 points to 7 at the RDS to make it 3 wins from 3 so far this season. So a big uh, margin there for Leinster against Zebra. Um, so good win for them. Adam Byrne went over the line twice there for Leo Collins' side after making it his first start in almost two years. Uh, we'll actually have more on the United Rugby Championship later on Tomás O'Leary will be joining us to look ahead to Munster's game and we'll hear from uh, some of those within the Munster camp as well about uh, how they're fixed for their United Rugby Championship game against uh, Scarlets over in Wales tomorrow at 2pm in golf Cork's John Murphy he shot a 2 under par third round of 69 at the Spanish Open today that leaves the Kinsale native 8 under all rounds and in a tie now for 36th in Madrid uh, Spaniard Rafa Cabrero Bello uh, he is a two-stroke lead there over the chasing pack on 17 under. And a big, big night in boxing tonight. Tyson Fury defending his WBC World Heavyweight Boxing title uh, tonight. He'll face Deontay Wilder for a third time. It's a trilogy of matches for them uh, about in Las Vegas later on. Um, and that'll obviously be uh, in the middle of the night our time here if you're staying up late to watch it. I think uh, uh, Fury and Wilder are due in the ring sometime uh, shortly after 4 a.m. Irish time. And uh, Tyson Fury, he's sounding very confident, as he tends to do. With him severely hurt on the floor, smashed to bits. Looks like he's been run over by an 18-wheeler truck. He was complaining last time he had a cracked skull and an injured arm. Oh, I can't wait for Saturday night. He can't wait. He can't wait. He thinks he's going to batter Wilder, uh, Tyson Fury. But um, uh, you know the way these fights can go. Anthony Joshua beaten a few weeks ago. Wilder could uh, get the victory over Fury tonight, but Fury is confident, and uh, that is about 4 a.m. They're in the ring tonight, and uh, it should be a great fight. Can't see myself uh, being awake for it at 4 a.m. somehow, but you never know. Uh, Now we're going to stick with football for the time being. Darren Murphy, the Cove Ramblers manager, will be joining me in studio for an in-depth chat uh, very, very soon. But first of all, we're going to turn our attentions to the other Cork club uh, who who were victorious this weekend. Uh, Wins for both Cork clubs, both Cork City and, uh, and Cove Ramblers this weekend. And I was down in Turner's Cross last night myself I was doing the commentary on LOI TV uh, for the game and uh, it, it was an enjoyable game to commentate on because we had four Cork City goals to mention and to talk about uh, they had a great 4-0 victory over Wexford last night down in Turner's Cross and goals from Kean Murphy Barry Coffey Kean Bargery and Dylan McLeod sealed the victory for Cork City um, they, they're not mathematically uh, able to make the playoffs at this stage of the season but building a good foundation certainly for next season and uh, I was chatting to Cork City manager Colin Healy after the match in the cross last night Colin, great win um, 4-0 four different goal scorers you can't argue with any of that yeah it was it was a good performance um, yeah Wexford they've been on a good run um, you know it was, it was going to be difficult uh, the boys they were professional um, it was a good attitude and we got some good goals and we worked we worked we worked um, very, very well out of possession and I thought we got some very good goals. 
Uh, you mentioned Wexford were the form team in the league kind of coming into this. They had three wins from the last three league games, I think. So, I mean, they're not the same Wexford team he faced earlier on in the season. They've been playing a lot better, doing a lot better. But uh, you just had too much of them tonight, really, didn't you? Yeah, they're, they're, listen, they're doing very well at the moment. Um, as I said, going forward, you've seen that there tonight. They're very, very dangerous. they got some very good players. Um, Jack Moylan has been in superb form for them. Uh, Kyle Robinson up top and, 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 the, and the lad uh, Doherty. Going forward, they're, they're very, very good. Um, but, listen, we... we we came tonight. Um, we had a good game plan. To it. The lads uh, stuck to it, and um, we got some, as I said, got some very good goals. And um, it was a good team performance. There was four different players getting the goals as well. Nice to see them spread around. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and it's good. Uh, Bagsy gets the goals as well, like you know. So, but there was good. There was good performance as well. Tosh Sean Kenny was very good. Uh, to his, his first start, um, we got and Harry Harry was good again tonight, um, which is great to see. And we got um, Luke Desmond came on as well for for. Um, for his debut as well so which is, it's, it's a good night all round You brought on some of the younger guys you mentioned Luke Desmond and so on uh, you made five substitutions and, and you gave the younger guys a bit of time maybe rather than bringing on some of the more experienced players is that kind of just to give them time in these games where you're 3-0 up there and get them to make a debut get them to, to get a bit of time on the pitch I think so I think so and probably when I look around you got Beats and Chops and, uh, and, and Nelson back there they're probably probably after the season up on the bench so, but no it's, it's, it's good it's good um, you know the lads uh, the lads. it's good to have the experienced lads there as well and you know the younger lads uh, listen Luke has been doing very well with the under 19s he's in training with us a few times as well so um, it's good to get him on and Ben and get on as well and obviously Ben has had a good season and, and Dale Holland as well so it's, it, it was good to get the lads on and you mentioned David Harrington you started him for the, the second week in a row and he's got two clean sheets out of it now so he'll be delighted with that too well, yeah as he's come in he's come in he, he, he's done very well um, I said he's he, he's got away his time because obviously Nuts has been Nuts had a very good season, so he's come in. He's done he's done well. Um, the lads in front of him have done very well as well. They helped him. In, so, but he's come in and it's and it's great to see a clean sheet and it's good confidence from. Good atmosphere again tonight. Nice crowd here. I mean, it's it's nearly two thousand people in a game where not a whole lot to play for, um, and you're still getting that crowd here supporting the club is great. But it's great, and it, as I said, just supporting the club, uh, and that's what we need. And the fans come out and and the, and, and the players are enjoying playing in front of it. You know, there's there's a lot of younger lads, and it's probably that this is. Just, it's first time experience for them, like, but there's only two thousand. But I keep telling them this place can hold six or seven. And when listen, that's the that's the aim. That's what we need to get. We need to get it back to that. It's going to take time, but listen, we're 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 willing to do the work to get to to get to where we want to. So it's um it will be difficult, but we're willing to put in the hard work for it. Obviously, it's all positives tonight, Colin. But you're, you're probably looking with one eye now on next season as well. You've already mentioned the target for next season. Obviously, is to get back promoted. You're saying like that you want the bigger crowds here. You want to be in the Premier Division. So it's going to be tough again next season. But I mean, you're already kind of, I suppose, weighing up what guys you're going to hold on to, who you're going to probably not hold on to, and so on as well. And, and you probably want to add to the squad over the close season too. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we do. We listen. We want to add, and you know, we we want to be better again. As I said, we want to get the crowds back in here. We want to get it back to where it was because this is a special club. Keep saying. It. You know, even when I suppose when the away teams come down, they want to play at Turns Cross. This is the this is the place to be. Um, but as I said, we need to get out of the division, and it will be tough. But as I said, that's my job to to get in the right players and kick on next next season. Um, as I said, from my own point of view, and from like this year probably hasn't been good enough. But there's been signs that fans and you know and and the coaches can see the team has improved. So hopefully, but you know, if we keep going, we we want to be better and hopefully have a better season next year definitely you could see signs of improvement I mean certainly over the last couple of months and um, it's definitely I suppose the second half of the season has been a lot better than the first half of the season and that's that's encouraging for next season as well isn't it 
No, it is. It is, and and don't get me wrong. Like, there's been some games that we've been very good, and it was just an individual error. And, and listen, it was a draw, and then we lost it. And but, and it was very, very frustrating, even for myself. I was just thinking, what do we do here? And it's, it, no, it was. It was yeah. difficult. And you know, the lads kept coming in training, and it was like we were trying to put things right, and they um they stuck with it. Um, the fans, you know, have been brilliant. Um, the lads know playing with confidence, and and it's great to see. Hopefully, that continues. There's two games left now, Colin, uh, to see out the season, and you'll be hoping for a couple of more performances like tonight. Not exactly. Listen, uh, the the um the UCD will be a tough game, and then we've got Galway here at home. So two two tough games, but um the, the players they recover tomorrow, they come back in Monday, and we go again Friday night. Absolutely, and hopefully Cork City can finish out the season in style. Just two games left to go um, away from home next week and then that final uh, home game of the season against Galway in two weeks' time at Turner's Cross as well. Um, a big 4-0 win for Cork City last night against Wexford. Uh, the goals there, as we said, from Kean Murphy, Barry Coffey, Kean Bargery and Dylan McGlade. Uh, the goals over in Azerbaijan have come from uh, the man who's been causing controversy this week, Callum Robinson, and it still remains Republic of Ireland 2 uh, Azerbaijan nil into the second half there now 55 minutes on the clock Republic of Ireland 2 Azerbaijan nil is how it stands so it was a good weekend for both court clubs uh, the first weekend in quite a while that both court clubs have won in the League of Ireland um, uh, on the same weekend uh, the 4-0 victory for Cork City against Wexford and a good win up in Dublin for Cove Ramblers going up to Cavan and winning 2-1 away from home and I'm delighted to say uh, that Cove Ramblers manager uh, Cove Ramblers can we still say new New manager, I think we can still say new manager, I mean, even though he's a couple of months into his reign now. Uh, Darren Murphy joins me in studio and Darren took over um, towards the latter half of this season um, uh, from Stewie Ashton um, as Cove Ramblers manager. And it hasn't been a, a great run or a great start for Darren Murphy and he'll be hoping for a lot better next season. But they got that first, that all-important league win last night and I'm sure Darren's delighted. Um, and he joins me in studio now. Darren, thanks for coming into us. Thanks a million. Yeah, no worries, Colin. And uh, delighted, yeah, for both Cork teams. Yeah, and especially for yourselves, I suppose, because um, you've had a difficult few weeks, I suppose, to, to put it mildly. And uh, it was nice to just get a win just as you head into the end of the season, I suppose, get a bit of confidence in the squad and, and just build morale a bit as well. Yeah, I suppose, look, football is all about results, really, isn't it? We've been building the last couple of weeks and on our performances and, you know, to, to get a win at the end of it is, is, is what you look for, I suppose, in, in a training week. Um, the performance over the last couple of weeks have been really good. We've come up against Bray and Galway, you know, two good sides as well. We were unlucky not to get results there in, at home, you know, and, and a few things didn't go our way. And, you know, last night it did go our way and we'll, you know, <laughs> take it when it comes, like, you know. It's a tricky place to go up to Cabin Teeley. They've, they've been quite handy all season, picked up quite a few good results. So it's a. Uh to go up to Dublin and get the win is fantastic. Yeah, they're a good side and um, good good attacking side. They've got good pace. They've got some good tidy players up up front, you know, and and some strong guys at the back as well. Keepers not bad. Um, so they're yeah. Look again, I I don't think there's any easy game this league. Like you look at Wexford as well. They've got a good side put together there now. So you know, like um, and and last night's game, you know, I suppose we. We took our chances. We, we we played really well. We dominated the, the first half. I thought, and second half as well. Sometimes you can drop off a bit, but we kept going. Road, they had a couple of chances, and you know you have to deal with that in a football match as well. And we kind of just got through those and and got got the second and took a bit of pressure off. You know, obviously you've been waiting for that league win since, since you've taken over as manager, um, and, and you've probably been hoping that it would come sooner. Obviously, but is it a case of the performances were building and? creating the chances the chances weren't going in and last night it just clicked 
Yeah, I think if you look at it overall, I think look, there was a couple of sending offs, a couple of injuries, and and your 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 squad is so important. I think in uh, in this league, you're starting eleven, trying getting that together. Obviously, we're new in, um, you know, we we had to turn around a few things training wise. There's adjustments, so it takes time for players to get used to that. Um, but no, look, and it's it's not as if it's it's not that simple. Like it's never there's never an answer in football. You know, it's it's you 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 come in and do do what you do. But our motive, I suppose, at the end of the day, is to 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 get these players fitter, faster, stronger, so we take them to fifteen, twenty percent, you know, above the level that they are on a, on yeah. pure fitness and and learning ability and 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 experience, I suppose, in in football. And I don't think you can fail when you do that, you know. And look, results are going to be results. That's that's that it. That is the name of it. But when your motive is to to improve players, I think. Um, you you can't fail and and that's what we're all in it for. You look you look at the both core clubs, there's a lot of resilience gone on there, you know, even look we've we've had a tough time, tough even last season then qualify for the playoffs COVID and you look at Cork kinda how resilient they have been, but the motive behind it is to to make the players better and, and that should be the, the goal of the whole county, I think, is to improve football around Cork, whether it's Munster Senior League, local grassroots clubs or or League of Ireland like it we should be producing, you know, like um, a good brand of football, and I, I suppose I kind of, I don't know, we kind of losing it the last couple of years because yeah. two teams now on the first division, you know, and 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 it, are, we, are we probably producing? Are we producing enough players locally at an international level? And I just look back at maybe our our ideas changing a small bit, like the Cork player. Like you look at Roy Keane, probably the best player who ever played for Cork, you know, and no one's ever come out and you know like branded his ID or yeah, you know, like if you like we watch Spain win World Cup, everyone's like trying to play like the Spanish. You yeah, know? yeah. I've never heard anyone you know turn around and say let's all be Roy Keane, you know, or, or his ID, you know, behind him the way he plays, he's resilient, you know, like determination, and I I I think just from being over in England, and I'm sure a lot of players would say this that came back as well. That's what they look for in an Irish player. Is 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 that kind of idea? Is that you know determination? Run all day. We we'll go through brick wall for you. You know, win headers, win tackles. Obviously, you've got to be a good footballer as well. But like, I I I do think that's kind of going away a small bit because we're probably copying the the academy system a small bit, like in in the UK and. You're competing at someone who's in the cad top academy, top facilities from the the age of nine mm. years old, yeah. all the way up. So it's a difficult one. I'm after forgetting the question. It, 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 no, but it, it's very interesting on. because I mean, just to kind of expand on that a little bit, and, and with the point of I suppose the two Cork clubs where they're both sitting in the table, both Cork City and Cove Ramblers, very very strange. Possibly the first time, certainly I'd say either of us can ever remember that both clubs have been down there, and that's been the way all season that both Cove and City have been down towards the bottom of the first division table and normally you'd have at least one strong club in Cork in some years both clubs are doing quite well so just, just to expand on that more do you think that, that what you're saying about maybe not having that that resilience and so on is a factor in that I mean obviously it's, it's a rebuilding job for both clubs now but it is very strange to see both clubs down there and I mean neither club obviously is going to make the playoffs this season Yeah and it's, to- it's tough to see as a Cork man that happening, you know what I mean? Uh, like, you, you you do want pride in your county, and you know you want to see fellas going on and do well. 
I, th- I think Colin has done an excellent job at Cork City I think like even playing against them there in the last game and you see him uh, the, the, the squad he's put together but the, the structure he's put in and I know Colin how much he cares about football and, and Cork football and, and it's great to see and obviously you know there are local rivals here but uh, no at the end of the day you want, you want you want to see Cork football at a high it'd be great to see the two clubs in the Premier Division you know and competing because I think the talent is there it's just that ID behind it I, I just think if I'm looking back and I'm saying you know like when I when I was growing up and, and, and I was kind of coming into football not, not much has changed you know like yeah. and, and there's so there's so much out there you know like with nutrition and, 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 and facilities now and gyms and structure and you know you're thinking we need to probably just utilise it or you know come together or make sure there's that proper pl- platform where we're catching every good player in Cork at a young age you know and they know what to do and the parents know how to guide them and you know I just think we'll, we, we will excel because there is talent in Cork Absolutely, and hopefully that that can be harnessed and and that uh, that uh, that can be used for both Cork City and Cove and for Cork football in general. Um, looking at the first division, Darren, I mean it's a really tricky league to get out of, isn't it? I mean, as as you well know yourself, um, you look at it there, and you're looking at all season, maybe apart from Shelburne, who kind of pulled away up at the top. Every other club from Galway right down to Wexford at the bottom, they've all been taking points off each other. Uh, a lot of tight games, a lot of late goals deciding games, and not a huge difference in standard between the vast majority of teams there. Yeah, I think it's difficult. Uh, I, I would say over if you took that over the last five years, I don't think all the teams would have the same players or the same squad. Yeah. I think squads change a lot. You know, it's a new manager comes in, and you know, like he, you, you, you turn over of players then, and new players in, and there's always one team that might get a bit of budget, bring in other players, and go for it. And and I think that probably has a lot to do with again, you know, like what kind of putting a, putting a squad together to to go up is hard enough, but then to stay up then the second year is is even more difficult, and it's a bit sad up as well for failure as well for the first division clubs because you know the the top team goes up but then you know the second has to play off like it's a tough even if you qualify for the playoffs here you're kind of thinking yeah. if you sneak into the top five great we're in the playoffs but they, there's still like three tough games to get it to so you, you have to beat two first division teams you have to beat the, the second bottom team in the Premier I mean it's it's very very tough I know Longford did it last year but I, I would imagine if you look at it over the seasons most years it's probably the first division team who loses out yeah, it's maybe it's designed that way. That like, look, if you if you want to come up here, you need to be good enough to play up here, kind of thing. Um, I think we could be talking about the structure of the League of Ireland now all day with different <laughs> platforms and stuff like that, or what what way to do it. But yeah, look, just looking at it as a whole in the first division, it's a, it's probably a different kind of brand of football. It's a, you know like. A, tighter pitches and you know like um, you you can have a mix of inexperienced players young players you know with, with older players and it's difficult to get that together um, and as well the full time thing a lot more teams in, in, in the Premier are probably full time or yeah. you know better facilities and, and better clubs and have, have like you know built up over the years and that that counts too I, I think look strength and condition I know the last couple of years in the game is, is, is where it's going and I think if you're if you're not doing it, like there's, you're going to fall behind, like going forward, like um, and again, may, maybe you know the standards are raising all the time, and and players are getting fitter and they're getting better, and the facilities are getting better, and we we do see that gap close, like you know, I know there's look there's a couple of teams in the first division full time now, and you would have never yeah, seen that, never, before, no, no, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so may, maybe that that structure can be put in. I see, like you know. 
I don't know they talk about like how do we how how how, how can we make it better and we've looked at it as well obviously I think everyone in the League of Ireland comes in yeah. and they're like how do you make it better how do you how do you increase it or how do you build the structure facilities I think like the players I'm looking at them the the amount of like time and effort they put into training and you know going to training and then we're talking about getting them fitter stronger mm. you know to do that it's time like you know it's 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 three four nights a week at the club and then it's it's more nights away from the club and obviously Phil has got families they've got lives it's great you know doing that as a full time professional but if you're not but I suppose if you're working a job all week as well it's tough going isn't it yeah Yeah. it's tough and like again can could the government you know like if you're if you're if you're committing to something like that and committing to you know Irish football of course can they give you a lower tax rate in work yeah. or your parents lower tax rate or there's some kind of like you know um, I suppose reward for putting it could be 15 years of your life into it like you know and, 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 and going for it and not reaching that you know full time professional contract so again you have to look at it at all angles it's tough you know it's and again even the the refs or the, the coaches or the f- guys in the background and the amount of work that's done is you know is it's 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 admiring to see it in front of you but it and it's kind of soul destroying then that they don't get rewarded for like you know uh, you came in as Cove Ramblers manager mid-season a couple of months ago um, always tough for managers to come in I suppose when a season is already up and running you don't really have your own squad put together you don't get the chance to put a, a stamp on the squad that you might want to uh, but it's given you plenty of time to, to assess the lads who are there in the squad and the lads who you've probably been chopping and changing you've been and giving guys a chance and certainly towards the end of the season maybe giving more guys chances um, but I suppose you're looking ahead to next season as well now Darren you're kind of thinking right I'm going to keep some lads I'm, I'm going to bring in some new lads um, how do you assess the squad that's there and how do you look ahead to next season yeah look it's, it's difficult obviously you know we, we've come in now and, and again we'll have to sit down at the end of the season have a good chat all the backroom team mm. you know and obviously you know some 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 lads are you know in different positions and they might come to us at the end of the season call them and say like I, I can't yeah. do this next year yeah. you know so it, it, it's all different conversations are, that are going to go on at the end of the season this is what I'm talking about the kind of player turnaround and stuff like that but like look for us I think you know we've been really impressed with what um, we've seen so far obviously it takes you know you said it came in there and it's a whole new background team like trust is probably the you know needs to be built in any you know foundation of, of any company or, or team or anything like that and they have to trust us and we have to trust them and you know that takes time to build but um, yeah look, look, looking for next season you know we, we've bought in you know I suppose you know that, that extra training that, that strength conditioning and that will be there next year so again will everyone want to stay with that I don't know it's tough as I said like but I think going forward for us as a club we have to do that you know we're we're in links now with Burnley and Villarreal yeah. and they they look they want players they, they want players off us they want young players they want you know they want hungry players they want players who are season ready in the first division or premier division playing that's what they're going to be looking for and if a player is to go from here to Burnley or Villarreal in the morning, they have to be strong, they have to be fit, they have to be fast. It can't be a case of you're going off to Burnley and they'll put two years into you. Yeah. It's not it's not gonna happen. They're so, expecting yeah. 
Cove Ramblers to do that for them almost then aren't they exactly yeah. exactly so we'll ask them for a gym there or something <laughs> <laughs> throw a few quid over there from Spain yeah, or from, yeah, from Burnley yeah, yeah. Um, washing machines before absolutely <laughs> anything at all to take it but um, I mean it's a, it's a huge thing I suppose to, to have the link ups with the likes of Burnley Premier League Club Villarreal uh, La Liga Club and I suppose the Villarreal thing is more unique because you hear about link ups with English clubs uh, more over the years but the Villarreal thing is very unique isn't it how did that come about yeah, so I think look, it's it's the work of, of the club, you know, the, yeah. the um, you know the the the, the guys involved in, in in the board and you know all the volunteers and coming together and you know they're 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 putting the feelers out there, you know they've put the connections out there, they've reached out, you know and 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 I suppose that that kind of open mindedness and you know willing to to receive help and and you know like to also. I suppose receive new information or yeah. or or like um, I suppose like you know connection. So like all that and relationships going 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 across to different clubs and the Villarreal came back and I think the relationship went well. Obviously they had a camp there in the summer and their coaches yeah. came over, which was excellent. I thought they were they were superb with the kids, you know. And I thought I thought it was one of the best camps I was right, ever. Yeah, at. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, like long may continue. Hopefully, Absolutely. we can get a few players over here, or we can send a few players over to them. Because again, like you know, everyone looks to go to England. It's a different style, you know. Like Spain is a different style. I'd say you would enjoy it over there. It's not hot <laughs> all the time. <laughs> they might send you over some uh, some Spanish striker for next season now and banging in the goals. You never know. Yeah, it'd be all right, wouldn't it? It'd be all right. He'd be competing with Flinny for the tan. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he never is good at tan as Flinny. I'd no, say, would he? No, no. <laughs> Um, so like the club have put faith in you they've given you the, the contract now I mean you came in obviously as caretaker but uh, straight away after a few games uh, they, they gave you the contract to stay on for a couple of years um, put faith in you and your backroom team so I suppose you're hoping now that the, the, the players commit the same way you've committed to the club that the supporters get behind the whole thing for next season as well and uh, I suppose it's, you're looking at it as a project now for probably the next year or two are you? Yeah, no, like I, I know people say project and five year plans and stuff like that. Or, or is, or is yeah, it just take like, it kind of game by game, my, season by season? My my, yeah. my thing is, I think football, you have to take it game by game, season by season. Well, what we'll be bringing in is that structure, like, you know, that that if you if you come to Cove Ramblers Football Club, that, you know, you, you, you have to have a certain idea. There's a certain uh, criteria in place for you, whether you're a young player or you're in the senior team, and build that structure and make sure it stays within the club. Um, and, as well keep those links with Burnley and, and Villarreal and that they, that they know if they're getting a player off us it's going to be of a certain calibre and yeah. a certain standard look results are results I'm, I'm, I'm around football a long time I hope that we win the first division next year and, and, and I'll be doing everything to try and win that first division next year you know that's 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 goal of all the backroom like, team that, that's the target yeah. and that it is to get the club promoted obviously exactly yeah. you know what I mean and I'm, I'm no fool either if it's not happening or you're, you're getting beat every game and you're 10 you're 7, 10 games in with losses next year I'll be walking away myself you know yeah, but, yeah. but again like I, I think we're going in there with the motive to make you know every player better and that's what we want. We want players that want to come in and want to work hard and want to build that career for themselves, you know, or e- even if they're coming 
you know, like we we've we've a mixture probably of younger players, you've middle aged players, and you've yeah. players at the end, you know, coming to the end of their career. But again, it has to be the, all the same idea that they all want to work hard. You know, the older players are guiding the middle aged players, the younger players, you know, and 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 making giving them good habits and guiding them and making sure that they're ready to to go on as well. Because essentially, look, that's that's what happens. Like uh, in football, you you grow up and you you're watching Man United or Barcelona, and you you your dream is that's why your so, kid yeah. starts playing yeah. you know they go they go they go nine ten years old with the boots that Ronaldo has or the jersey that Messi has and they're wearing it to train and, and that's what they're go that's that's the whole dream of it so I, I don't think you can take that away yes we'd love you know you love to have as many Messi's at Cove <laughs> as possible but uh, no that's that's our goal and motive and I think we we all as you know uh, a backroom team want to bring that um, structure into Cove and, and want to see players prosper you know great stuff listen Darren thanks for coming at the studio mm-hmm. chatting to us um, best of luck for the, I suppose, the rest of the season the two games hopefully you might get another couple of wins now after last night and I suppose more importantly best of luck for next season hopefully it can be a great season for, for Cove next year in the, in the first division and as we were talking about the two car clubs it'd be, it'd be great to see the two car clubs battling it out I suppose at the top of the first division next season wouldn't it yeah look that's that's great at the end of the day I, I always have a you know good banter with uh, Colin um, <laughs> around those games especially after the last one so absolutely I, I, yeah, owe, yeah. I owe him one there now you owe him one for that yeah because yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a good rivalry all yeah. season as well uh, listen Darren best of luck for next season and uh, thanks for coming in alright cheers Colin thanks and um, Cove Ramblers back in action obviously against the uh, the champions next week Shelburne uh, so that'll be a tricky one for Ramblers and uh, thanks to Darren for coming in uh, joining us this evening as well and best of luck um, for next season with Ramblers down in Cove and hopefully it's a good season as I said for both Cork City and Cove Ramblers next year uh, still 2-0 over in Azerbaijan Callum Robinson with both goals there for the Republic of Ireland about uh, 15 minutes of normal time left there 75 minutes on the clock now Republic of Ireland 2 Azerbaijan nil remains the score there and uh, looking like it'll be a good win for Stephen Kenny's team. Uh, Scotland in action at the moment as well and Scotland are back in the game and uh, they have equalised there. It is Scotland 2, Israel 2. Northern Ireland in action later against Switzerland at 7.45 and also at 7.45 later on England and Andorra and uh, you'd be expecting that to be a big win for um, uh, England against Andorra tonight as well. On the way we're going to turn our attentions to rugby. Munster back in action tomorrow and uh, they're in the United Rugby Championship again taking on Scarlet's Munster and Wales tomorrow for that game with a 2 o'clock start we're going to hear from Tomás O'Leary he's going to join us um, ahead of that Munster game and we'll hear from uh, some of the lads within the Munster camp as well in just a few minutes all that plenty more to come between now and 7pm here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM The show Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench yeah, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7pm this evening on a busy, busy Saturday of sport. Uh, 78 minutes on the clock now in Baku in Azerbaijan. That World Cup qualifier, still Republic of Ireland 2, Azerbaijan nil. Callum Robinson with both goals there for Ireland in that game. But now we're going to turn our attentions to rugby and Munster back in action again tomorrow. They've had a good start 
to the season in the United Rugby Championship this new tournament uh, this year um, and tomorrow they're back in action in the United Rugby Championship they travel to Wales to take on Scarlets and there are 11 changes to the Munster side that secured a bonus point victory against the DHL Stormers last week um, as the early season squad rotation continues for Munster and I'm delighted to say Munster legend Tomás O'Leary joins me on the line right now and Tomás I suppose at this stage of the season it's it's fairly normal and fairly natural that there will be this um, much rotation in the Munster squad 11 changes this week Yeah absolutely look it's a great opportunity for, for the lads who are getting their first run out this season and uh, look at some exciting kind of uh, selections as well like the Jack O'Sullivan uh, coming into the back row you know he was a fantastic prospect at Irish 21 level and hopefully he can uh, have a bit of a breakthrough year this year and I think even Liam Coombs at 13 is an interesting selection obviously he's a, he's a big rangy uh, winger generally or pull back uh, but I think he's got the physique um, to maybe be a good outside centre so I think it'd be interesting to see how he goes so yeah look exciting times for, for Munster fans and, and get a look at the, I suppose the lads who wouldn't have played much rugby in recent years uh, there's quite a few guys making their first starts of the new campaign you mentioned a couple of them the likes of Ben Healy Jeremy Lockman is there Dermot Barron Stephen Archer Thomas Ahern uh, Jack O'Sullivan who you mentioned and uh, it's good to see these guys getting into the team isn't it Tomas? Yeah exactly um, look as we said look these guys have been knocking on the door obviously a lot of them have many monster caps um, but like the likes of Thomas Ahern and obviously Ben Healy um, has done very well at, at 10 when he has played and his goal kicking is probably up there with the, with the best in the Munster squad so yeah look it's just an opportunity for these guys really to put their hands up for selection for I suppose the bigger games and the European Cup games when they come along What do you make of this tournament so far? Obviously it's, it's an expanded version of, of, of um, the old Celtic League or Magnus League and so on uh, the United Rugby Championship you have the South African teams coming in as well uh, what do you make of it as a tournament um, a few games into it out to us? Yeah, it's difficult. Obviously, the South African sides have taken a bit of a, a bit of a hammering in the, in the opening game. So, yeah, I suppose the fact that they haven't been very competitive, um, I suppose, it threatens to undermine it. But look, once they kind of readjust and look, obviously, going away from home is far more difficult than than, uh, than playing at home. So, I think they'll be very difficult to beat down in South Africa. Uh, so, look, it will be interesting, and I think come come the, the period where Munster are playing down in South Africa and Leinster are playing down in South Africa I think you'll have a lot more competitive games so I'm looking forward to seeing those fixtures obviously we all know a hell of a lot about the Scarlets you know they've been playing against Munster for the last 20 years and you know they play an exciting open brand of rugby so it's important that I suppose defensively we're switched on um, you know they do like to, to counter attack and, and attack um, from deep so I think it's this game in particular might be free-flowing and, and it, hopefully there'll be a lot of good rugby players. Uh, Scarlets have uh, have a defeat and a win to their name so far in the United Rugby Championship from their opening two games but um, they'll be hoping after last week's big win that they can continue and get a result now against Munster especially being at home tomorrow as well. Yeah, exactly and I suppose the fact that Munster have uh, I suppose changed their team uh, with whatever the 11, 11 changes from the start 15 from last week um, you know, they'll be targeting this and generally there is I suppose it's an experienced Munster team so uh, certainly uh, playing at home they'd be expected to get a victory so look it's a big challenge for, for these for this Munster team but look I suppose that's, that's what Munster have always uh, lived off is, is a challenge and I think these young fellas um, hopefully they'll be able to put their hand up and, and show how, how good, good they are you know, in terms of quality and how great they are in terms of uh, ambition to play for Munster 
Great stuff. All right, fingers crossed. Today's another monster victory. Continue to good start of the season tomorrow um, over in Wales against Scarlets in the United Rugby Championship. Tomás Ilary, thanks a million as always for joining us. Cheers, Colin. Nice one, Tomás. And uh, we'll continue now looking ahead to that game for Munster tomorrow. Um, as we said, it is the United Rugby Championship. Scarlets are the opponents in Wales tomorrow. 2pm start for that game. Um, as uh, we were mentioning with Tomás, there are 11 changes to the Munster side. Uh, we're going to hear from the Munster camp now. And first, we're going to hear from Munster forwards coach Graham Rowntree. He's been looking ahead to tomorrow's match with Scarlets. And uh, first, reflecting actually on last week's win over DHL Stormers as well. They brought exactly what we thought. They brought exactly what we thought they would in terms of the way they played their game, their physicality, their offloading game. They've got some great ball runners. But we didn't see them playing at that level of the game. Um, and then we just we couldn't, we couldn't get out of a spiral of making errors. Um, that's what we had to do is just stop making errors, get some field position and, um, you know, and back a fitness. The one thing the lads are at the moment is very fit, fitter than I've ever seen them before. We had to back that fitness, stick to the plan, play in the right area of the field, which we did. He's, he's respectful of where he is within the group at the moment, remembering that he's not played a lot of rugby in the last year, so it's, it's right that we just keep increasing his game time. No, he, no he's, he's worked at his game considerably. He's got himself a lot fitter. But no, he's very diligent. He'll be one of the last ones uh, off the training field. And I'm delighted uh, for Gav. He's, he deserves... He deserves all the plaudits that he gets. And, and he was one guy who learned from Saturday night, actually, at the first half against Stormers. He learned a lot there. But I'd say in the second half, a lot of what he did helped turn the game around for us. So I'm, I'm pleased with where he's at and he's, his feet are firmly on the ground. The art is when we bring these guys in, when we blood these guys, I think back to this time last year, we were deliberating how we're going to bring Gav through, the likes of John Hodnett. Um, so no, there's some great guys coming through. Some guys played AIL at the weekend. The likes of John Hodder, I was just mentioned, played again at the weekend. Jack Daly played for Gary Owen at the weekend. Um, so we're delighted those guys are getting some game time. So there's just a couple of names there which are uh, really pushing us hard. But as, as I've said previously, we're blessed with the stocks that we've got in that back five of the scrum. All right, and uh, just to update you um, before we continue with our preview of the Monster game in um, the World Cup qualifiers, Republic of Ireland currently in action, still against Azerbaijan. About five minutes left in that game, now 85 minutes on the clock there. Still 2 0. Those first half goals from <laughs> who else would have done it but Callum Robinson today uh, got the two goals for Ireland on seven minutes and uh, 39 minutes, and it remains there, Republic of Ireland 2. Azerbaijan nil so it looks like it will be a good victory for Stephen Kenny and Ireland now just to wrap up our preview of the Munster and Scarlets game tomorrow um, we're going to hear from Munster lock Finneen Witcherly uh, looking ahead to the Scarlets game and first we're reflecting on last week's win over DHL Stormers they obviously started very fast in fairness they were very very good uh, as I say especially out wide and if you look back to the start of the game, we, we just we couldn't really exit efficiently. Uh, we struggled a small bit at the start with some of our delivery in the line out. Unfortunately, it was a knock on early. I just felt like we were compounding for uh, errors at the start. And that's how they got into the game. But, uh, you know, they capitalised on that and they really put us under pressure. And thankfully, we went back to, to what we knew and uh, it eventually worked out. Uh, and we kind of got back a bit of a foothold just before half time. And that score was massive for our confidence going to the second half. 
Yeah, geez, the competition is massive in that back five. I think, look, we all have to work really hard. I think everybody brings their own attributes to the game and, and to the team. And I suppose, look, uh, it's all about the team and, and we're just going to keep striving to, to progress as you can uh, personally. And then if you, you can just keep trying to play, keep focus on yourself, uh, on, on what you bring to the team and what you're good at, and hopefully then you can get selected. But that competition is massive in the back five. Yeah, look, it's a kind of a position where you just need time, time in there. You need, you know, you need training time. You need game time, and you know, obviously, uh, luckily, I've got a lot more game time this year. Uh, definitely, last year, the end of last year, I got a lot of training time there. So that's made a massive difference. I think, obviously, so far we've been lucky. Our lineup's been going well, uh, and I've got the chance to, to run the lineup for the first two games. So I'm just going to try to keep building on that. I, I'm happy with it so far. Obviously, there's always improvements, uh, but but luckily it's gone well so far this season. Look, I think uh, each year you want to just build on the year before, and luckily enough. For me, uh, the last game of the season was the Irish cap against the USA. So, uh, of course, you want to build on that. Uh, I think it's been a really good preseason. Um, I think uh, you know the new guys coming in; they've really added. And you try to pick up things off them. Uh, for me, look, uh, I'm just trying to focus on uh, my own kind of game and, and, and try to progress that, and then hopefully have the team in, in any way I can. Um, so far, yeah, look, we, we've got two good wins. Uh, I've been happy with my own performance. Uh, you know, thankfully getting 80 minutes at the weekend made a big difference uh, to me. Yeah, geez, it's a very, very tough place to go. Uh, I think, look, if you look at our last game over there, um, Obviously, did Lee Halfpenny, and he, he kicked a lot of penalties. I think it was nine record scoring, nine uh, penalties. So, uh, luckily for us, near the end, we got uh, Ben Healy got us over the line just about, but that was a very, very tough game. Um, you know, they're very athletic and physical side, and I think, especially at the breakdown, they're, they're quite hot at the breakdown. Uh, so, we'll just have to be all over that for this weekend. Munsters fitting Witcherly looking ahead to that game tomorrow. Best of luck to Munster against Scarlet in the United Rugby Championship at 2pm start in that game tomorrow. And into the closing minutes now, 89 minutes on the clock in the World Cup qualifiers um, over in Baku and Azerbaijan. It still remains Ireland 2, Azerbaijan nil. Callum Robinson with those two goals for Ireland. So we'll bring you a full-time score which will hopefully be uh, at least 2 nils Ireland uh, just a few minutes from that game. But uh, just before we finish up this evening, uh, we're going to turn our attentions uh, elsewhere and the countdown has begun to the much-anticipated Spar European Cross-Country Championships which is set to take place on the purpose-built cross-country course at the Sport Ireland campus on Sunday 12th of December uh, this year and uh, the 2021 championship will mark the second occasion that the event has taken place in Dublin with the 2009 uh, Spar European Cross-Country Championships taking place out in Santry and ahead of that Valerie has been catching up with some of those involved she caught up with Irish Olympian Sarah Healy ahead of the championships. Joining me on the big red bench on Cork's Red FM this week is Sarah Healy. Sarah, first of all, how are you keeping? How has life been with you? I'm really good, thanks. I uh, hope you're well too. I'm great. I'm flying. How has life been for you? Has it calmed down a small bit? Are you still a celebrity around your local area? Um, no, definitely not a celebrity. Um, and it has very much calmed down. I'm back in college now. So back to reality. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm in back training now as well. I took a small break um, after the track season and now I'm back training. So just back to normal. <laughs> Brilliant. What are you doing in college and where are you? Um, I'm in UCD and I'm in my third year of law. Oh my God. How are you doing all of this with a law degree? You must be a nutter. 
Uh, no, I, I, um, I, I think it's actually manageable enough. We're not, it's not too like hours and you're not in college too much. So somehow it's okay. I mean, it's been online for most of my college career. So I suppose that helps. So maybe it'll be different now. I mean, how have you been able to go back to college properly now since things have calmed down restriction wise? Are you still restricted to being online? Uh, no, I'm, I'm back in a lot, which is good. UCD have allowed us back in, which is great. And I'm in UCD for training, good bit anyway. So it's nice to be, feel like very at home there. So I like it. How has training been for you since you've come home? Like, was it hard to get back into the swing of things? Um, well, I kept, uh, I kept racing after the Olympics. So I kept my season going for another, another over a month, actually, um, which I wanted to do because I, I didn't feel that, you know, I wasn't satisfied and, you know, you put a lot of work in to get that fit in the summer. So you're kind of like, I might as well race as much as I can. Um, so I kept on training and then I, I only took my break just there in the beginning of September, um, which was nice. Um, but it's, I, I'm okay. I like, I mean, I think we're also used to training. It's such a habit. It's, it's been what I've done for so long. It's, it's, it's weird not to be training. So, um, the break is more like a mental break, honestly, it, like that's what I enjoy more. So I more enjoy the mental break. So now that I'm back training, I'm enjoying it again. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting fit and getting back fully and everything. (laughs) Great. That's wonderful. I know you must be sick to death of people asking you, but how was Tokyo? How was the Olympics? No, I'm not sick of it. And it was, you know, it was overall, like, of course it was an amazing experience. Um, And, you know, I, I was disappointed with my performance, like definitely. And at the time I was devastated, but I, uh, you know, looking back, it's not as bad as all that, but overall it was such a positive experience. And, and for me, you know, getting there was a big achievement and not something I expected at the start of the year at all. So I'm really proud of, of myself for getting there and like all the work my coach and I did to get there. Um, and, you know, I wasn't completely, I wasn't happy with how I performed on the day, but, you know, um, I enjoyed everything else about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're an Olympian at the end of the day. Like not many of us can say that, Sarah. Yeah, no, I, it's nice to have that. Um, it is nice to be able to call yourself an Olympian. I suppose that never goes away. And I was just saying to my sister, I was like, you know, it's nice to have for, you know, if you're older and someone ever like asks you what you did when you were younger and you were you telling them you're a runner it's, and, you know, they'll probably be like, oh, were you any good? It's nice to be able to say, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was the Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just at the Olympics, like just <laughs> casually yeah. throw it in there, Sarah. Well, how when you said you felt disappointed about your performance, did you find it a lonely place to be at the time when you were disappointed having no family and maybe someone like your coach that could have been that bit of support for you? Did you find it quite lonely? Yeah, definitely. That was the hardest part of it by far for me, uh, not having my, I mean, I had traveled a lot by myself throughout the summer. I had raced alone all the time, but it was just different at the Olympics. And I suppose the stakes are higher and everything there. So I really felt like I, I missed them a lot. My coach, particularly and my family in the run up in the day or two before. And then obviously after when I was, you know, I was quite upset and I'm not very good at holding in my emotions. So um, that was hard, but you I mean, there were people there to support me. And, um, actually my sports psychologist was happened to be, you know, was there and she, uh, she was kind of consoling me after the race. So it was nice to have someone I felt comfortable with there. Um, but yeah, no, I did miss them. And hopefully if I ever get to go again, you know, they'll be there. So, yeah. 
Was the experience itself taking away your disappointment? Was the experience itself something amazing? You know, you were there, the athletes village, you were surrounded by people that you thought, wow, like I've watched these run. I look up to these people, like the people you were surrounded by are outstanding athletes, including yourselves. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was. It's very eye opening, you know, and it's very motivating because I think you just see the standard and you see, you know, like the women in the 1500, the medal winners, you're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's amazing. And it's very mo- you just see like the levels there are. And, you know, in some ways you're like, oh, my God, I'm not good at all. But it's just, you know, it's just motivating. And you're like, OK, I want to be like them one day. Um, and yeah, so it is. It's eye opening and it's cool to be surrounded by so many other athletes because like sometimes I suppose at home you kind of feel like a bit of a like you know I'm like the odd one out for doing this but when you're there you know everyone gets it everyone understands and uh, like everyone's sort of in the same boat in that sense so yeah it was it was amazing in that way. So does something like being in Tokyo make you hungrier to get to Paris? I mean does this drive you on now and go well I'm not gonna be the only one not on that plane? Yeah it does I mean definitely I suppose it makes me not only just like hungrier to get there but I suppose more to get there and actually do something you know kind of be a competitive like you know be more competitive and improve and you know feel better after the race than I did in Tokyo and yeah I mean I've I suppose it's only three years away so you know you hope that I'll have improved a lot and I can be competitive and but you know also it's three years away in some ways that's age in some ways that's close but in some ways it's ages and there's a lot to do between now and then so I'm more just kind of focused on the short term to be honest yeah it probably does like to a lot of people that is far away but to an athlete it's not Sarah to be honest because you need to figure out what you need to do to get there and to qualify and how can you qualify can you qualify this way or that way so I presume there's a lot of thought process that goes into this like it's not just your wheel roll on a couple of weeks before Paris and see can I get there you know there's a lot of thought going into this yeah there I mean there's a lot of thought that goes into it um and you know, there's, there's so much, you know, and even for Tokyo, the qualification was, wasn't the most straightforward. So there's a lot of thought going into it, but I am the type of athlete that doesn't like to give a lot of thought to those type of things, but luckily my coach does. <laughs> so I just leave it up to him really. You just and rock up and do it. Yeah, I kind of, I just do all the training and then do the races I'm told. And then, I mean, he obviously asked me what I, I prefer I prefer it that way and um, to not really worry about the logistics and everything, but it is, I mean, there is a lot of thought and planning that goes into anyone's Olympic cycle and training it's it's not random at all it's very all right that is um, Irish Olympian there Sarah Healy um, chatting about uh, the Olympics and uh, looking ahead to the European cross country in December as well uh, we're almost at a time on the show this evening uh, just to wrap up um, it is full time now actually in the World Cup qualifier over in Azerbaijan in Baku um, it looks like a great stadium there in Baku actually and a good good win for Ireland and for Stephen Kenny and uh, delighted for Stephen Kenny actually getting a, a big win under his belt uh, 3-0 the final score there uh, for the Republic of Ireland against Azerbaijan this evening obviously as we mentioned Callum Robinson getting the uh, initial two goals in the first half on 7 minutes and 39 minutes um <laughs> that it was always going to be Callum Robinson after um, all the controversy about his uh, vaccine status during the week but uh, nonetheless um, he uh, he did get uh, get the goals for Ireland today two goals and then uh, great to see um, on 90 minutes a Corkman adding the third goal for the Republic of Ireland Chidoze Ogbeni 
um, getting the third goal for Ireland uh, as we said from Cork uh, formerly uh, played with Cork City uh, back in around 2015-2016 uh, time and um, he's currently playing with Rotherham United over in the UK but he got on the pitch off the bench for uh, the Republic of Ireland this evening and he got a goal fair play to him uh, delighted to see that uh, so well done to Jose Ogbeni adding the third goal for Ireland in that 3-0 victory a very very good 3-0 victory uh, for the Republic of Ireland against Azerbaijan um, this evening over in Baku in Azerbaijan uh, elsewhere just to wrap up um, uh, some of the scores in the World Cup qualifiers this evening uh, nearly full time in the Scotland game they were 2-1 down at half time to Israel at Hampden Park 8 minutes now into injury time they're deep into injury time and Scotland are leading they've turned it around and uh, they've scored on the 94th minute uh, McTominay uh, Scott McTominay getting the goal for uh, Scotland on the 94th fourth minute it is Scotland 3 Israel 2 still in injury time playing there about 8 minutes into injury time but uh, Scotland looking on course for a late late win there and later on tonight Northern Ireland in action against Switzerland and uh, also of course uh, England in action against Andorra as well at uh, both those games at 7.45 this evening and uh, then tomorrow evening here in Cork it is another big night in Turner's Cross for the Irish under-17s we're looking forward to that game tomorrow evening I was there for their big win over Andorra the Irish under-17 team in Turner's Cross on Thursday night 5-0 they beat them um, and some nice goals in that game as well so they're a talented young team and they're back playing uh, two more games in Cork this week the Irish under-17 team um, against North Macedonia tomorrow um, at 7pm and then also um, against uh, Poland on Wednesday afternoon at 1pm and Turner's Cross as well so our best of luck to them both for that game we'll hear from their manager Colin O'Brien um, ahead of those games as well on the show tomorrow evening from 6 I'm back with you on the 10 to 2 show in the morning from 10am have a lovely Saturday evening and I'll chat to you in the morning Stevie G is on the way The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM